best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, good day to be an Angels fan, huh? Yes, sure. Oh, come on. Uh, You're a little better than that. Don't don't let your uh, 
the uh, the what is it? We signed someone. Donut. That's good. That's good. Someone. Someone. Uh, yeah. At least they did something, which is it's good to see that. So yeah. better than nothing. They're, they're spending money and trying, so it's better than being an A's fan, I guess. All right, I'm already done with whatever this is today. So go ahead, cut it off right now. Don't uh, you know, wipe the face away. Come back with a better face, and uh, and and we'll get it going. Um, yeah. So guys, um, Angels make a splash in the free agent market today. Uh, it's a splash. It's a splash. It, it's a splash, Nate. It's a player. I guess player everything Drew. is a splash, technically. Angels, angels. You didn't say big splash, but yeah, no, it's a splash. It's a splash. I mean, I'm not going to compare it to anything. Angels make a splash. All right, that it it is what it is. Angels make a splash. It's an interesting splash too. I don't know where they go with this. Angels signed Brandon Drury two years, seventeen million uh, million dollars, eight and a half average annual value. Uh, Let's get initial thoughts before we talk about anything else. What are our initial thoughts on Brandon Drury, the player, and our initial thoughts on just kind of the signing in general? Interesting. Um, I think it's a little bit uh, peculiar on the signing. Plays the same type of role as Gio Urshela, can play first, can play third, can play second. Not really short like Gio, but basically uh, very similar to Gio Urshela where he's going to be a right-handed bat that hits well against lefties and, you know, going to put a professional at bats. So the one thing that is scary is – Really only had one good year in the last four or five. You know, I, I know you can point to the uh, the 2020 season and be like, oh, he had over 100 WRC plus from 84 at-bats and 51 games. It's, that's not playing a lot. He's he's getting, you know, a little bit of playing time, not a lot. Um, the one other thing, he doesn't really walk. It, it feels like that's not a big thing the Angels care about is like getting on base. And if you look at other teams and – you look at, at how you win baseball games, you have to get on base. And so if you're going to hit at a 300 level, like if everyone's going to hit over 300, then, you know, the walks aren't as big of a deal. But we, we look at this lineup and there's you're probably going to have one or two guys hitting over 300, right? Like this is not a lineup that's going to be hitting three, 315, 330. And, oh, well, they walk a couple here and there. No, this is a lineup that's going to be hitting two, 240, 260, um, a couple of guys hitting in the 280 to 300 range. So I, I think it's a little weird. The one thing I do know is Perry did try and get Drury last off season, missed out on him. Uh, the Reds got him over the angels. I think the angels offered him a minor league deal. And um, I think the Reds offered him like a major league deal, if I remember correctly, or, or maybe it was like a minor league deal with like a, a for sure spot on the roster, as long as he played adequately in spring training. So I do feel like this is a Perry guy. He he really wanted him last year, gets him this year. It's just after the, the geo trade and everything, it's kind of a little bit of a head scratcher to me, but you know, you can never have too many good players. No, no, exactly that. It brings up really interesting, interesting options for the angels. Um, the floor is higher than last year. You know, you look at it and it's, it takes a lot more to get to a guy like Andrew Velasquez, a guy like, Mikey Stefanik, who everybody wanted up, who, you know, it probably isn't that guy who you can rely on on a daily basis. Even a guy like uh, Luis Renifo or Louis, Luis Renifo, Levon Soto um, is one of those guys who it takes a little bit to get to him and it takes even more for him to start. You know, like, yes, one injury and he's up, but 
one injury and he's not starting necessarily, right? Like we've seen. I think it, it depends on who it is. Like that's, that's true. It, if it's a David Fletcher injury or a Luis Rangifo injury, like Levon Soto starting at shortstop, we can't be a a team that that says we're better than Texas and we're better than Seattle and we're better than Houston with Gio Rochella playing shortstop every day. Not that he can't play shortstop. You would just like it if he didn't play shortstop every single day. And that's what you would come up to if, if there's a Fletcher or, or a uh, Regifo injury. So, yeah, I, I think that you're literally one injury away from a Levon Soto starting at shortstop because we still haven't filled that hole. Now, if we had went and got a guy like Carlos Correa, uh, even though I'm not a Dansby Swanson guy, but even if you go get a Dansby Swanson, now you're three guys away from, from Levon Soto, right? You're... James B. Swanson, Carlos Correa, Trey Turner, fill in the blank with shortstop. You're David Fletcher, and then you're LeVon Soto away from starting. So, like, that's the one thing that they really needed, and they still haven't really filled that spot. But they could easily go into to spring with this roster and say, you know what, like, we've got enough movement to to kind of start bring Defoe a little bit short, to start Fletcher a little bit short, just kind of – Everyone's going to play about 120, 130 games, which I know you want. And just no one's going to play the same position, you know, more than 40 or 50 times in that in that time period. So that, that's what it looks like. And I don't know. I still think you're one injury away from a Levon Soto, Andrew Velasquez debate of who should be up there. And if Andrew Velasquez wins that debate, then, you know, you know how I feel. I don't think those guys are starting, though. I think you have the options – you know, to start a Gio Urshela at shortstop, to start a, a you know, Luis Renia at shortstop, David Fletcher at shortstop, any of those guys at shortstop above Levon Soto, you know, you don't, you don't need to start one of those guys if they get called up. Andrew Velasquez. Um, last year, you had to start Andrew Velasquez because Fletcher was hurt. Uh, Luis Renifo was playing second base, and, you know, and I'll take Andrew Velasquez at short defensively over Luis Renifo. Um, You know, and... and it, once once uh, Velasquez got hurt, it turned into, well, you need to call up Levon Soto. It, it, you didn't want to. You need to call him up. I mean, he probably wasn't quite ready, but it, it had to happen because you didn't have anybody else to play that position. So, um, like I said, I, they've gotten deeper. Uh, the floor has gotten higher. I don't think it's a playoff team yet. I think it's a – I think they have playoff depth. Though you look at this and we talked about it uh, like two minutes ago before we started recording that this is the type of depth depth that good teams have that you see the Dodgers always have. You see the um, the Astros have you see all these good teams Yankees have that are able to bring up guys and and, you know, you know, they're going to be decent. You know, they, they can start all over the diamond, such like that. Um, so, yes, the floor has gotten higher. The depth has gotten better. There's still a pitcher away and there's still a bullpen to be made away, but I'm not as worried about the bullpen because of how volatile a bullpen can be. Um, and I don't think they're done quite yet with the bullpen. It, it, it opens up a lot of, a lot of interesting thoughts. I think they need to get a contract off the books, whether that's loop, whether that's to whether that's Fletcher, whether it's, it's what you got, you got to get some type of money off the books. I think, I don't think they roll in into the year with all those guys. They could. It's Stassi, I know, is another guy who you like to bring up. Um, they they could, but I think they I do think they get rid of one of those bigger contracts um just to save a little bit of money as well and and maybe, you know, be able to 
utilize that in a different way. Bring in two major league uh, bullpen pieces. If you, you know, are able to get loops contract off, you know, one for four on both those guys equals what loop is. So um, depth is good. Depth is very good. That's what the angels have been missing a lot in the past. The floor is higher. Uh, I don't think they're quite there yet. It's interesting though. I'll say that it, it, it's very interesting. It's better than having Matt Duffy bat lead off Joe Adele bat fifth. Uh, like the angels did on opening day last year. So I Duffy hit fourth last year. Let's be honest. Come I said, on. I said cleanup. I said Duffy batted cleanup. I thought you said first. I was like, oh, oh you batted, you batted cleanup. Did I say if I yeah, said first? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought you said first. I was like fourth, fifth, yeah, first, whatever. He batted cleanup last year to opening uh, opening day. So it's better than that. You know, I, I, it, it's in, yeah, that's where I'm going to stand. Um, it's interesting. <laughs> I, I don't expect Angels to be done yet. I do expect them to be done in the infield. I think they're done in the outfield for all intents and purposes. I think they you they now turn towards, you know, maybe trading for a shortstop. I, I don't think so. Again, I think they're done in the infield. I think that they now turn towards bullpen and and look for another starting pitcher, whichever route that is. I don't know if you agree with that or not. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's where you got to go starting pitching. The the money is getting a lot closer to the Lux tax, and for this team to be at the luxury tax is kind of embarrassing, honestly. Um, because the teams that are getting to the luxury tax and above the luxury tax are teams that people are projecting to win 95-plus games. And this is not a 95-plus win team right now. It, it's not. And, you know, that's nobody's fault, and it's just what you have. And I don't know. I, I just think it's funny when you look at all the other teams that are over the luxury tax and it's, you know the Mets, the Dodgers. The Dodgers aren't even there right now, but they they will be by the end of the offseason. The Yankees and, and all these teams. It's like okay, the Mets are going to win ninety plus games, probably ninety five plus games. If you want to be honest with yourself, the Yankees are going to win ninety plus games. If you're honest with yourself, the Dodgers will win ninety plus games because that's just who they are. And and then you got the Angels up there, and it's like wow. We've spent the fourth most, not right now, but by the time this thing ends, we could be up there spending the fourth most amount of money in Major League Baseball and not be a playoff team. That is my biggest worry about this. And I, I'm just, I'm, I'm a little frustrated that we don't have a shortstop. And I think that every team, like you start in the middle of the diamond, right? Like we talk about this all the time. You start up the middle. You start at shortstop, you start at catcher, you start at center field. Those are the three spots on the offensive side of things you, you start with and pitching. Those are the four positions you worry about. You fill in everything else later. And it's just kind of funny to me that, that you look and we are making moves and it's like, oh, well, we'll get a shortstop later. If we'll get a shortstop later. The longer you wait, the harder it is to go get a shortstop because not only – did the long-term contracts mess up the Angels? Because now these teams are going, man, I don't, I don't want to trade my shortstop because I'm going to have to give a shortstop, a free agent shortstop, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, who probably only deserves, you know, three to five. They're getting seven to eight, and so it makes it tough for a team to want to go give up a shortstop, especially when you got when you got guys that are very close to free agency. So. I don't know. Like that, that's just my biggest thing right now. Like, obviously we need a pitcher, the bullpen. It is what it is. Honestly, like if we go get another arm, it's great, but 
I don't think we need another arm in the pen. Like we we've got enough in the system to be good in the bullpen. Like we're not going to be great, but we could be actually, we could be great. You know, like if C rod comes back and is healthy, it's funny that people are more scared about C rod coming back and healthy than Jared Walsh coming back and healthy. And with this jury signing, it really does kind of open that, that door for, for me where it's like, Jared Walsh even going to be healthy opening day? Because if Jared Walsh is healthy opening day and we're not planning on trading him, where's Jury going to play? You know, like, I, I think everyone was assuming that Gio Rochelle is going to have to play um, basically every day, whether it's at first base, whether it's at second or third or whatever. And then now we sign Jury, again, probably going to play mostly every day. Where's he going to play? First base, second base, third base. It raises the question, is Jared Walsh going to be healthy opening day? And I know you and I have both said no. Like, we don't believe that. And we have been told by many, many people that we are wrong. And I'm fine with being wrong on this, honestly. But I don't think you can give me a real answer until February, what, February 25th, February 30th? Like Until, until you see him taking batting practice in spring training. Like, you just don't, and, you just and don't even know. then, like... I want to see him playing a game. Like if he's playing games early February, fine. You know, maybe he will be ready, but to pencil that guy into the starting starting lineup right now is scary. Um, you just haven't seen guys come back from these injuries as position players. I think Zanino is the first position player that will be back. And it took him six months, seven months, eight months. And really, if you want to get technical, like he got hurt in June, early June, uh, or late June, early July, excuse me. He missed the entire season. Walsh got hurt August, late August, early September, right? So you're looking at him being ready. If you're on the Zanino timeline, he's ready by the second month of the regular season. And I think that's more of a likely timeline for him than just expecting this dude to be ready and i don't know i just think that this signing brings up a lot of questions and are are the angels done offensively i don't know i i don't think they should be um are are they done spending money maybe i I, again don't think they should be are they going to trade anyone i don't think that makes sense because this is the first time that they've had adequate depth on offense in a long long time but they might because they got to get better. And sometimes you got to trade from depth to get better and just hope that some young guys step up. So I don't know. There's a lot of, a lot of weird things to go with this. Yeah. And, and just kind of, you know, rehash that all again, because I did have some talking points on that. You're right. hundred percent right. The angels don't have one shortstop. They have four shortstops at the moment. And are you going to hate they that? Have, they have zero guys that actually play shortstop. Dave Fletcher is not a shortstop. No, Luis I agree. is not a shortstop. You know like, I agree. We, I was messing it. with you. God, we, we've relax. seen this. I we've know. We've seen Luis play shortstop. Are, I have David been the Fletcher biggest preacher. Shortstop. I've been the biggest preacher of go get a shortstop. We all know no, this. I, no. I got to give you a little bit of shade. Come on. Give, no, give, no, come no, on. No. All right. All right. All right. You said we had four shortstops. <laughs> It's on the record. It's now. interesting. I'm I just don't. Later. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know. I, I know you're going to bring this up later. You'll always bring up everything later. Um, I, I'm. I don't know what. I, I'm honest. Like it's. It's. It's interesting, man. I. I just don't know. 
they gotta have some, something else cooking here. Like, and I, I, I'm usually, I usually know a little something about it and heard anything. Like, no, I don't think anybody really heard about the jury signing until, until the day that it actually happened. So it, it's, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the plan is. I don't know what it, what it looks like moving forward. You're 100 percent right. They don't have a shortstop. They have four guys that can play shortstop. They don't have a shortstop. I've always been a fan of like. You know, hey, Fletcher can play 120 games and 30 games at different positions. Like, does David Fletcher now have the ability to be the fourth outfielder type of thing? You know, like the, it it brings up a lot of it does. I I know we shrug that at that, and it's like, eh, whatever. But it brings up a lot of like really interesting. I I just don't know. I I really don't know. Um, as far as Angels lineup goes, it's again, I, I didn't didn't bring it up, but something along the lines of this, you go. Ward probably leads off to a Otani, Trout, Rendon. Uh, you can probably flip-flop Drury and, and Renfro in that next spot, um, looking at 5-6 there. Then you go Walsh, Urshela, platooning at first base. Urshela can also, though, play all over, play second base, play shortstop, play third base if you need to get Rendon off his feet for a little while. Um, Stassi and Ohapi, I think that's pretty set in stone. I think that's who you're going with, unless they find a way to uh, to sign a a catcher on some type of deal. And Ohapi starts in AAA, but I I think that catcher is pretty pretty solidified at the moment. And then at the moment, I think it's Renifo and Fletcher at shortstop in in a, in a platoon type of role. I think Renifo plays the majority of the games, while Fletcher can play again all over the diamond. Um, I made the joke on Twitter. It's it's literally Los Angeles Angels of Utility Men. Like Fletcher can play all over the place. Renifo can play three plus spots. Um, uh, or Urshel- Urshel- yeah, Renifo can play. Uh, are four. we sure Renifo's not the fourth outfielder? Renifo could be the fourth out. I mean, it, it really it, it's it's very interesting. What like I know that you haven't liked Perry's off season by any means, but yeah. it's fascinating what what this could look like. Like this is a prototypical Joe Madden Madden lineup like 26 man roster and Joe Madden's not even managing the team anymore so like you like point the finger there like why is Joe Madden not managing the team with with this type of uh with this type of roster I don't want to bring that up or anything like that um by any means and and again I know there are a lot of fans out there saying go trade some of these guys away and you you brought it up it's like things are in a good spot with this depth it it doesn't doesn't make sense to to do that type of thing. So I'm in a I'm in full agreement with you. I, I it's an interesting trip. It's an interesting not trade. It's an interesting uh, free agent signing. It is fascinating what this 26 man roster is going to look like. Um, I I, I honestly I, it's what what is the opening day starting lineup? Is there going to be 162 different lineups this year? Like if everybody stays relatively healthy. You could hypothetically roll out. I mean, I'm I'm sure you could find a way to roll out uh, at least 130 different lineups with with all these guys here. Um, you know, Fletcher playing an outfield spot, Renifo possibly playing an outfield spot. Uh, I mean, there's been rumors of Renifo playing center field uh, for Team Columbia, be, being their starting center fielder. So, yeah, I I am I am I am intrigued uh, to say the least. I think they're pretty close to like an 85 win team with on paper right now. But of course you got to play the uh, play the game. So Nate, you got any final thoughts before we let everybody go? Um, I think they, we've kind of covered everything. Or do you they guys do still need one more outfielder. It looks like, I mean, you, with what you just named off, there's 12 guys there. You probably are looking for 13 
13 on the roster offensively, and then 13 pitchers, which gives you, you know, five starting pitchers and, and eight bullpen arms because Otani doesn't really count as a pitcher. I know Otani's a pitcher, but like based on the way the roster is put together, he won't count as a pitcher. Yeah. Um, the inter- the other thing that, that I kind of looked at as you brought this up is it, it kind of reminds me of an Oakland A's lineup. Like it really does. It's a bunch of guys that like, which is that a compliment, Nate? Did you just compliment the Angels? Because we've always said, like, watch out I for love Oakland. The, I love the way Oakland does things. But the one difference between this and the way Oakland does things, Oakland's guys get on base. Like, they take walks. And nobody on this lineup takes walks well, except is, for Trout Otani. And Trout and Otani and Rendon are going to take walks. But other than that, like, it's a very home, home run strikeout lineup. And that's, that's that's a very scary lineup to me because, like, that that's a team that could go, you know, three or four weeks without scoring more than two runs. Like it, it can't. It, if if there's a couple weeks where Otani's not swinging it, Rendon's not swinging it, Jury's not swinging it, Renfro's not swinging it. Like these guys could all get cold at the same time. And, and it's it's not like, you know, some lineups where where you look at the Dodgers and it's like, well, Trey Turner's not going to go into a slump, or Freddie Freeman's, you know, it, those slumps are different. And that's something that Carlos Correa brought up. And, you know, I've talked about it a lot. It's like the way those guys slump is completely different than the way this lineup is going to slump. Like if Trout goes into a slump, yeah, he might go over 10, right? But he's going to walk eight times in those, ten, in those, you know, other, other, he might go over 10 with eight walks Yeah. where you look at, you know, a Fletcher, a jury, a Renfro, they could go over 10 and have one walk in there. Yeah, well, helping us score runs. This is very Perry philosophy s. Like you look at what Perry and staff have, and I don't want to just put on Perry because it's Perry and staff. I think that that's like one of the most um, overthought things in baseball that this is like fully Perry's team. Like there's a staff that also makes all these choices too. So um, I think Perry and staff. uh, This is a very Perry and staff philosophy team that they have going here. Guys that can kind of play all over the diamond who are big physical guys who hit for power. And we're seeing this in the minors too, you know, guys that they're drafting the Bryce Teodosios, the um, Luke Franzoni's. And, and I know I'm throwing out names here that probably a lot of people that Even watch. Sonny Deschar, sure. you can throw his Sonny Deschar, there, like, like, yes, Zach Neto isn't that, he's kind of that odd man out. But like, you look at him as, as a prospect and you, after we even, we even talked to him, he's, he's a different type of guy he really is it's it, it's he's he's a fascinating fascinating player so um but this is a very a very perry and i don't know if that's going to be a be a thing we start saying a very perry lineup um a very perry roster it's going to have a lot of power um they're probably going to swing and miss a little bit uh however i don't think it's going to be like swing and miss i think they're just going to strike out a lot i think that their swing and miss totals aren't going to be horrible because that's something that Perry and staff don't like is that swing and miss, you know, type of thing. I think they're going to see a lot of pitches. I think they're going to work into a lot of bullpens. Um, and I think they're going to hit a lot of home runs, which isn't, which isn't a bad thing. I've always been a believer of get guys on in front of Mike Trout though. You know, you, those, those are the two big things. Like if you're one, you know, Taylor Ward is your leadoff guy. You know, he gets on base. He works the count. I think he saw like the 17th most pitches in baseball per played appearance last year so you put ward on in front of uh in front of trout that's fine 
Renifo struck out a lot. You put him in the nine or not struck out a lot. Didn't get on base a lot. Um, all these guys really aren't getting on base. Shohei Otani, not a big on base guy. Anthony Rendon, when healthy, is one of the best pure hitters in baseball. Gets on base a lot as well. He's one of those guys who wins slumps, you know, gets on base still like Mike Trout. So, but you uh, see my point, right? Yeah, yeah no, like, no, yeah, yeah, yes. That, that's a very Perry. It's a very Perry team. This is a and very I don't, team, so. I don't know how how much like they're gonna get deep into to bullpens because like they don't walk. Like, yeah, they're going to see a lot of pitches, though. That's that's what I think. That's the thing. We'll we'll, we'll see about that. Like, yeah, they could see a lot of pitches because three pitches and a strikeout. But it it could be one pitch and a home run, too. Like, we we don't know. So like one pitch and a home run over three pitches and a strikeout any day. I mean, I would, too. But you're going to have you can only hit so many home. You can only hit so many home runs. You can't. I don't think you have six guys that are going to hit 30 home runs. That'd be quite impressive, though. And I'm sure we'll talk about that down the down there so definitely um, so interesting signing we're we're good it is it is so as always thank you so much for listening and watching this uh this podcast here at talking halos again you can subscribe wherever you are listening that'd be fantastic subscribe to us on youtube as well that subscriber count just keeps going up it's been fantastic thank you so much for all the support we really do appreciate it um we're gonna take probably the next uh next couple weeks off unless we get some you know big news like this uh again Check us out on TalkingHalos.com. You can check out myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's Nate at NateGreen34, guys. And thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.